with chocolate treats mixed into dark chocolate ice cream, the Tillamook Chocolate Collection is a chocolate game changer because the thing that pairs best with chocolate is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary dairy. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now, it's time for... Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Welcome to Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. I'm Mike Sweeney, and I'm here with Jesse Gaskell. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Sweeney. Nice to see you. Oh, you too. Oh, man. What, what's going on? I haven't You're- seen you in a bit. I know. Uh, you know, it's we're still striking. Right. And it's summer. It is summer. So, of course, I'm I did take up a strike hobby. Yes, what is that? Um, I'm I'm learning how to play the accordion. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> I think yeah. it is true. Why would you make that up? Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, Are- not doing it for the uh for the accolades. Um well, is your goal to bring the accordion to a picket line and well, maybe we'll see. Figures? It's a very hard instrument. It turns out it's incredibly <laughs> hard. It's it's basically, I mean, it's two instruments. Yes, and it's a, it's a keyboard, and then on the other side, there are all those the the dot candy buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard, but uh, it's it's been fun. I I mean, I can only play children's songs right now. I can play. Uh-huh. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and okay. Mary Had a Little Lamb, and then um, the the chorus of "Aha, Take on Me." <laughs> oh wow, that's fantastic! That, that's kind of like a baby like song for babies. It is like a kid song. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I decided. I just had it in my head. Yeah, like oh, I, I kind of want to learn to play an instrument, and that seemed like something you could play by yourself. Obviously, in my dreams, I get to join. A Zydeco band eventually. Of course, a move to New Orleans. <laughs> well, I, that was my question. What is your musical instrument background? In other words, do you, did you play an instrument in school? I played or? two. I played piano for two years as a kid, oh. and that that's it. Okay, is that so, helping at all? Yeah, a little. I mean, a little bit. All right. I know how to read music. <laughs> that oh, helps a little. But that's giant. I would think. Yeah, yeah. But it's different between knowing what you're supposed to do and actually doing it. Right, right, right. There was um, one Conan writer, Guy Nicolucci, played uh, the accordion. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure he was much better than me. I, You know, I only heard him play once, and yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, I, I just, I forgot, too, how long it takes to get good at something, and it's really frustrating yeah. to be bad at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm learning it's that. It's very with, humbling. With podcasting. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it's like, I, I, shouldn't I be better by now? I just tell myself baby steps. Um, no, but an instrument mm-hmm. is incredible. Oh, my God. Uh, 
do you play for your boyfriend? Is he like, oh, that's great. I love AHA. Oh God, no. But I, I have, uh, my dog is home when I play the accordion uh, and she hates it. She, she howls the whole time. It's really. It's a duet. <laughs> I know. I sent a video to my mom and she thought that she was maybe singing, but I, I was like, she, she looks too pained. <laughs> She thought that's such a mother thing. Like, no, darling, she's enjoying she's it. Sing she's singing to your beautiful you. music. Yeah. I know. You know she's no, like, I think bar- she thinks that it's a, a fire engine or something. She's burying her teeth and there's <laughs> saliva dripping down. She loves it, honey. <laughs> so it is kind of, a, it's fun to troll the dog with the accordion. Yeah. I, I would love it if the next time we record, if you would... Even just play one, like I'd love to hear the dog howling and you playing the accordion. Is that okay? Cool? Okay, I'll make that happen. Oh my god, can you do it right now? Um, uh, well, no, but I, I have a video of it. I could, I'll here, let me pull it up on my phone. <laughs> sound like she's singing or does she sound in pain? <laughs> it's a beautiful duet. I I would pay to see you two in concert. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that is, but she seemed to stop when you stopped. She does. Yeah. It's just the noise that makes her howl. And Listen, you're being way too modest. Uh... That was one of the best itsy bitsy spiders I've ever heard. <laughs> but she does that from the moment I pick up the accordion until I stop. So I can't no matter what you're doing. do it without her doing that. Really? Yes. That's amazing. Well, it's annoying. Well, it's really annoying. I would get rid of the dog. Yeah. You can't let anything get in the way. No, because I'm going to be an accordion star. Yes, you are. Wow. Well, well, how, how do we, how do we talk, how, what, who could possibly top that? Who could follow that? I can only think of one person in the really? world. Yes. And that's actor, comedian, and writer Sam Richardson. Oh my God. Thank God he's on the show today. Or I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I actually couldn't make it for this interview. I was very sad to miss it. But you were there, Sweeney. You did great. I, I did the best I could with my limited skills. But I, yes, when you're not there, I'm... Sad Aww. and lonely, yeah. but I, I had a great time with Sam. Well, uh, yeah, what we didn't mention was that this entire season of Inside Conan, we're covering Conan on the road. Right. And that means Conan travel episodes, remotes, all the different events that took Conan away from the desk. And Sam, of course, came with us on the Conan Without Borders trip to Ghana. He actually yep. introduced the idea. Yeah, and it, well, it turns out... Uh, he is of Ghanaian descent, and he had, he used to mm-hmm. visit Ghana when he was like a preteen and an early teen years, and he hadn't been back since. And he's no dummy. He was getting a free trip to visit <laughs> his homeland. And so it, it was- Well, and it was actually part of Ghana's year of return, which was yes, their, yes. they were focusing on uh, Black Americans who might have some Ghanaian ancestry right. and, you know, encouraging- People to travel to visit yep. the motherland. And the Ghanaian government also coincidentally invited Conan to visit Ghana to help 
commemorate the year of return. And so it was a perfect team to to visit the country. It was. And Sam is just such a lovely person. He's a great, great person to travel with. He was so much fun. He was so wonderful. And it, it was one of my most memorable trips because we got to meet Sam's family in Ghana. Yes. And mm-hmm. that that was an amazing insight to the country that I, we wouldn't have had otherwise. And, and his family, of course, was they were all so lovely. And don't move a muscle after that because we are talking to John Croteau, the longtime script supervisor for Conan, who went on the road uh, on tour with Conan after The Tonight Show, and he's got some great stories. So without further ado, here's Sam Richardson. We are here with the wonderful, hilarious, very talented Sam Richardson. I'm so happy to see you again. Oh, so happy to see you. Thank you for being on Inside Conan, the parasitic podcast that lives (laughs) off the awful provided by Conan O'Brien. Well, listen, whatever you have to do to... To, to get through these hard times. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a an podcast. ecosystem. It's no, <laughs> but thank you so much for, for appearing. We're so happy. And there's a bit of a bait and switch because uh, the co-host is normally Jesse Gaskell. Oh, yes. Who's the wonderful Jesse Gaskell. Hilarious, wonderful, <laughs> much smarter and more organized than me. So, but you're stuck with me. I apologize. But we'll do, will you listen? How bad can it be? Yeah, maybe, you know, it's like, it's like the Huey Lewis song says, I'm happy to be stuck with you. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure which... Which one you're going to be pick. square. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> Back in time. <laughs> All of his songs, timeless anthems. It's true. <laughs> well, thank, thanks for coming in. And we we just, um, you know, we have guests on, uh, you know, have a big Conan connection. And we just kind of love to talk, explore that connection and, uh, you know. Yeah. See how it's affected you or not affected you at all. <laughs> so, um I, I thought we'd start in the beginning with Conan, just your first appearance. Do you remember that? And I was wondering, had you been on a a late night talk show prior to that? Um, if I'm recalling the 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 first time properly, that's where I I did uh, a jumping splits, <laughs> right? And my uh, yeah. Did you <laughs> ca- did that cause injury? Well, uh, no, luckily. Luckily, uh, what, what no, is no physical at least background where you learned that you knew <laughs> that you knew that's something you could do. What did you do that for? I, I grew up doing uh, martial arts, so ah, like taekwondo okay. and mochendo okay. and that sort of thing. So like it's that or cheerleading. It's that or cheerleading. I was waiting for you exactly. to go. Yeah, right. I and mean, that move seems more cheerleading than <laughs> than martial Taek- arts, right, than taekwondo. Right, right. But they're they're similar. <laughs> Although that that. I mean, that would throw off your enemy, I think. Like, if you yeah, do that, exactly. I, that would make me stop, and then you could, like, chop them in the nuts exactly. or something. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's you, you do that move, everybody is is distracted and pause a second, then you wreck right. them up. You know? <laughs> what is, does that move have a name in Taekwondo? Uh, I That that move is... Leg not, split. It's like a leg split. Yeah, yeah it's just like jumping split right. kick. <laughs> <laughs> do you, have you, had you pulled that out before? Is that like a... Trick, you know, you've got like up your sleeve. It like, is. It is. <laughs> like when I when I got to high school, uh, I I showed that I, I started yeah. doing musicals, and it was yeah. so funny. Like uh, I like di- I was like doing it in when we were like warming up, and yeah. and the uh, the dance uh, like the dance coordinator, dance choreographer was like, "Whoa, what's that?" 
<laughs> and so then like, it became my trick. And every musical, I would like do a jumping toe touch, or like, do a jumping toe touch off of a off of like a a, a platform or something. So it was a jumping splits kick became a jumping toe touch. Right. <laughs> no matter what the musical, right? you know, okay. it's like truly we're doing like he's rent. doing it in rent, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> they just found out they can stay in the apartment. <laughs> like, yeah, jumpy toe touch. Oh, she's dying. Jumpy toe touch. <laughs> uh, what music? What, what? What was your favorite musical you did? My favorite musical I did was I really enjoyed Damn Yankees. Yeah, it was like that was like the first musical I did, or yeah. I did that or or West Side Story, but I didn't enjoy West Side Story very much because, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the 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 premise being it's it's uh, the white kids versus the Puerto right. Ricans. Right. So if you're not either right. of those, right, right. <laughs> if really if you're not white, then you are Puerto Rican. Period. <laughs> I'm Officer Krupke, I you guess. Know what I mean? right. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was Chino, but I was definitely like, yeah. They didn't get any f- fun songs. <laughs> it's it's a, really they are tertiary characters. Right, right, right. G- so the, that was my the... first encounter with uh, racism in the, in the entertainment <laughs> industry. <laughs> you wrote an angry letter. I really to did, Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> the hell were you it's like, thinking? Get woke. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a sham. I, I didn't know you uh, sang. I, uh, it's kind of awesome. Does that oh. come up? Like, did... Like, here and there. I I, yeah. I, I do love... I'd love to sing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've, I've done uh, anything professionally singing. Your before. voice is hard to peg. You could be <laughs> a beautiful bass baritone or a tenor. It's very hard. It's true. You know, I can hit all of them. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh my! You know, God. it's uh, you can do all the parts, all of them, and then all the split, of them. And, and then, then... I do a jumping toe touch. If, you, if you're, you're only listening, but you can't tell, I'm, I was doing jumping toe touches the whole time. <laughs> Three jumping toe touches, <laughs> even though you only sang two two voices. Yep, you threw like the one in between. Oh, you put English on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I was in a high school musical, um, Oklahoma. Oh yeah, but it was really it was like for. Um, Sunday school, so it was really the bottom of the barrel, yeah. and they had no money, and and they begged me to to go out for it because they I so I played the bad guy Judd. Oh yeah, and I remember the good guy, the guy who played Curly. Like I was already six three, mm-hmm. and the guy who played Curly was like five two. Oh, and he had to. So I, I, you reminded me. You said choreography. They had to choreograph him killing me. And, <laughs> and I remember they're like, hmm, okay, give us a minute here. <laughs> do we, do we, we like maybe like a chair he pulls up? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a thing where I had to stumble and accidentally fall on his knife. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the audience is booing. It's like, they no, did. you've asked us to suspend our belief too much. <laughs> Can he do a split? Can no, he do a split? there's no way he wins this fight. This guy blows. <laughs> Uh, so that was my big, yeah. I was like, I don't know if musical theater's for me. Oh. But uh, wait, how do we, we got onto, oh yes, High School Musicals. Oh yes, and yes. And then we, uh, th- that's where the split came into yes. its its own. Yeah. I love it. I love <laughs> the origin it. story of the split. And then you're like, someday I'll do this on a late night talk show. <laughs> yeah, first chance I got, right. really. <laughs> so uh, you're on Conan and then, uh, and that was great. And oh, well, you know what? Just before we get back to Conan, I'm fascinated by you know, you grew up in the Detroit area, mm-hmm. and I love that you you went into improv. I'm wondering if you ever did even in, thought about doing stand up, or you just or or did it a little bit, or I'm just curious. Uh, it was all it was always improv because so so I grew up watching uh, you know a lot of Saturday Night Live right. and, and SCTV, yeah, and like you know all the movies that you know those people 
right. uh, were in. So like that was, there was just like on repeat. Mm-hmm. And so finding out there was a second city or finding out what second city was, I was like enamored. And then I found out there was a second city in Detroit. Right. So then I went to see Second City in Detroit and I was like 14. Ah. Uh, and so I like I started doing improv. Then I like did an improv jam and then got on stage and like got some laughs and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so like it was all about improv and sketch. When you were 14. When I was like 14, 15. So, so you saw a show and then went back another time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I saw my friend's class show. Okay. A friend who I was in musicals with. Yeah. Uh, was taking classes at Second City. And so I went to see his show and then they had like an improv jam jam afterward and so i got up and i did the jam oh wow you know just like a, a teenager who has no no idea <laughs> no, no idea. idea the risk involved exactly it was like yeah it's easy it. <laughs> and like it, I, I had a good pop and i was like whoa oh boy oh, <laughs> this boy. is it for oh, from here man. on out that first big laugh that was four years ago i don't <laughs> I don't need that leg split anymore. You know what I, mean? I can save my groin for other things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, your did did your parents have a sense of like, oh, you know what? Uh, not uh, entirely. I showbiz maybe for this guy. Yeah, you know, like, like my 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 dad is a pretty good patron of the arts. You know? uh-huh. he's uh-huh. like into opera and oh, uh, okay. You know, uh, shows. He took me to see my first musical, which was Dreamgirls. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so, like, he he was like always like, oh, I, I appreciate this. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I, but it was always very much a hobby, quote unquote. Right, but right, to me, right. it wasn't. I right. was like, this is what it's going to be. Right. So when when he got in high after high school, I was like looking at schools. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to theater school. So I almost went to U of M, but my grades weren't good. <laughs> yeah. So I, and like you have to like audition for the theater program. I, I, right. I, I think it was very complicated. So I went to Wayne State University uh-huh. uh, and I uh, got in their theater program. But I was also doing, I was still involved at Second City and got doing it. shows in uh, like around Detroit, in, in, you know, written, written through improv right. and, and kind of like local theater. Uh, so I was like managing both. And, and, and that's how you met Tim Robinson, right? Yes. He was, you took, he was your instructor in a class? He was my level A Amazing. instructor when I was like 18 years old. That old? Yeah, I was oh, <laughs> with a walker, <laughs> long gray beard. Uh, four years four years later. <laughs> four years, just arthritic improv. Right. How big uh, was the class? I'm just... Uh, that class was maybe about 16 people, you wow. know? Uh, and did but, he tell everyone else to go home? He said, like, everybody, and, fuck off. I just want to hang out this guy. This, this guy is it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, De- Detroiters is laugh out loud, <laughs> hilarious <laughs> show. And Thank you. you two are like, I, I, this sounds corny, but I think you're like one of the great comedy duos. Oh, thank you. I, I, You probably hear that a lot, but man, oh man, you two are so just great <laughs> together. And it's... I just laugh out loud. Hilarious show. It's such a rare thing to find, you know, you a person who you, you blend with comedically yeah. so perfectly. Right. And we found that so early and like, and, and not just comedically, but just like as friends, you know what I mean? But because it's such a part of ourselves, the fact that those parts meld right. well means the other parts Right, do as well, and like we we both have like sort of the same sort of outlook on things, right? So, uh, you you know, <laughs> lock and step, <laughs> and then you have that shorthand, and then we have exactly. So then, like, you kind of need that, I think, too, because it's in a way. I mean, it, there's probably times where it's you. 
guys against the world or just yep. other outside forces are like, we got to cut this or no, we don't really like that. And, <laughs> and you look at each other and probably go, Oh, no, no, no. no, no. This is this is actually what the thing is. Trust right. me, trust me, trust me. No, being yeah. in Detroit is kind of important. We're not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're not moving it to Iowa. Little things like that. Yeah, like, well, that's, that's so funny because like also, you know, in the notes session when we're like pitching it and like kind of mm-hmm. making the show early on, there was like a lot of like pushback on like, oh, these guys need to be in more conflict. We're like, well, no, this is right. the, the bit is it's these, these guys versus the world, right. the internal conflict. You see that everywhere. And like you, you can have it's there's so many forces that are at play. Like it's important that these guys are, you know, that they, 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 they have each other no matter what. Right. You know, and then when there is conflict between them, that's what would shake up the world. Right. You know? So right. it can't be every episode that's that because. Right then why oh, do they love and trust each other so much? <laughs> that's, I love that story. Cause that, that seems like a classic executive thing. Like, well, it's like a playbook. There's gotta be conflict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. Like you two, I mean, I think that's why you two are so hilarious. You're, you're both on the same wavelength. <laughs> you know? It's like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to put, Catch up on our ties before we go into exactly. a restaurant. And, and it's unspoken. We know it already. It's just, that's you what know? you do before a big meeting. Okay. And it, and it's it's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And like one of the favorite like kind of bits that we would do in there is like, you know, if Tim is saying something to someone that's like just out of pocket, you know what I mean? He's like, right. like he's talking to the... Uh, the reverend at the funeral afterwards. Right. And he's like, oh, I hope you didn't think what you did there was like very funny. Those were all priest laughs. They're going to laugh no matter what. And like, it's like, whoa, out of pocket, out of hand. And then like, I come up later. I'm like, oh, great job. I hope you know you didn't like deserve those laughs. It's just, you know, they, they, they agree on everything. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so it's, you it's, didn't expect it. Well, it's hilarious. <laughs> but then it's true when you guys do disagree like when he's being a bad wingman or yes. or you don't like the way he's doing an ad and then you end up doing it where it's it, those are really fun surprises. Yeah. It, that, that's the conflict. You, you can't have conflict if it's always conflict. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, some, some, some people attempt it, but then you're yeah. just, it's exhausting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's really funny. <laughs> well, I hope you didn't get any notes when you appeared on Conan. None. Not a one. No. Nobody even talked to me. Oh, no one cared about our show ever. <laughs> I always love when people are like, well, you guys, you know, you guys get, are getting fucked by the executive. And I'm like, I wish we could say that. Excuse. There's, that would have helped, perhaps. But no, it was all, I, I think because Conan's such a strong comedic like point of view. Yes. And very large and in charge that, because I noticed it, I mean, I, I came into late night and it was like that. And but then going to the Tonight Show and then going to Conan on TBS and just when he's hosted the Emmys or anything, everyone backs off. They're just yeah. like, oh, okay, okay. Like we're not we're not messing with this. <laughs> like he knows what he's doing. He knows. He's the funniest man on television. But you he, know? Al- he also knows to kind I think kind of establish that. Right. With them. Like he he under- he's smart enough to know, like, okay, all these guys. Are, and and women are going to be, you know, they're going to want to have their own agenda and push. And so like at least get a, get a hand on something so they can say they did something. Yes. You know, have a reason to have been there. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So he'd make a strong, I think he'd come out of the gate where I was like, wow, where did the, he would just <laughs> yeah. say, this is what we're doing. Bah, 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 and then they, everyone would be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, right. we'll, we'll talk to you in 10 years. <laughs> Good luck with your show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
all your all your guest segments. So. <laughs> Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O. This season on our, this is our fourth season. We're talking about Conan on the road. We're talking about mm. Conan traveling, like either to cities in the United States or, or some, these travel shows. So, of course, we wanted to talk to you because... That was one of our favorite international travel shows. Was going yeah. to Ghana with you. It was so amazing. I, 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 it was such an honor to get to go with you guys, uh, and to it, it was true because I, you know, I hadn't been back to Ghana in so long. Right. With working, you know, you, you never want to take yourself out of the possibility of working. So it's like if I go to Ghana, right. that's when they're going. That's when Spielberg's going to call and be like, right. "Be the new ET." Right. 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 <laughs> Sorry, man. Can't. Uh, I'm in a marketing god. <laughs> <laughs> but one of my first uh, things of comedy, like when that, that same like little TV I was watching SNL on, and this, I was watching Conan. I watched Conan's first episode like live. I was I, in my in my room on this little TV. Oh wow! You know, like so it's always been. It. I remember it. Yeah. So like having for being on the show, I was like, this is wild. But then like then then being like a repeat guest, I was like, oh, that's that's right. crazy to me. So then right. when you all asked me to come to Ghana, whew, I <laughs> it was like the best opportunity and the like, best way to go and like best people to go with. Yeah. It, uh, it just worked out that I really did. No, and and of course we're like, oh. Because we knew you knew how busy you were, and we're like, ah. and when you said yes, we we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. this is perfect. This is great. Oh. We were so, we were so excited. And then it's funny you say it was like a uh, a privilege or whatever to go with us, haha. <laughs> yeah. For us, like going there and then meeting your family, yeah, and your extended family, your cousins and your aunt Letitia and your mom Lydia, <laughs> and. Uh, that was amazing for us. And I, I, it, that was a real honor because, and it was such a great, much more intimate way to visit a, visit a country. Yeah. Obviously. Yes. And they were so happy to have you <laughs> to like, you know, the red carpet full. They, they, they were so excited 
Uh, and, and I really appreciated how much you all appreciated it too. Oh. You know? Um, well, you're, I, I mean, you know, um, we flew up to Kamasi mm-hmm. at one point to, mm-hmm. to um, meet the Queen Mother. And that's where, where I, I think it's the first time I met your cousin's John. Uh-huh. And wi- I loved your cousin, William. Yes. John's fine. Yeah. But I went, does he live in London, I think? Uh, he lives in London. I, yeah. Did he grow up? In Ghana, or did he grow up in London? Uh, so for everybody but me, they kind of split time. So they, okay. they would either go to boarding school in London, uh, right. uh, or or they'd go to the GIS Ghana International School, kind of between the two. Uh, uh, so I was the only one who. I mean, I did go to school in Ghana for like first and second grade. Oh I went wow! To, uh, Lincoln Community School, uh, which is like an international school, but okay. everybody else kind of like was there either either there. Uh, at school and they're all year long or they would be in London for school and then be in Ghana the rest of the time. Right. You know, um, I was there for first and second grade when our grandfather was passing and then after he passed, uh, but then I came back to the States and it was so funny because like, <laughs> that's when everybody became like really Ghanaian was over the years. But uh, for me, I was, <laughs> I was like not there. Right, right. <laughs> so like one year I went back and all of a sudden everybody spoke Chui and I didn't, I was the only one who didn't. And I was <laughs> like, oh, what? <laughs> hey, you guys left without me. You guys keep on. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like, kind of like then further like separates. You well, know? yeah. <laughs> you know? If you can't speak the language, yeah. all of a sudden, quite literally, <laughs> I, I'm sure they lorded that over you. Probably, oh, I'm sure. Goodness. Oh, they must have tortured you. Yes, I would have if you were my cousin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, we got him right where we want him. <laughs> Like already the one who has like the American accent. So, you know, they all have like their, everybody in my family has an English accent with a Ghanaian affectation. Okay. I'm the one who has just an American accent. Right. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Would they do imitations of you? They would. Oh Oh, my God. (laughs) Everyone did. Even my auntie. (laughs) They would like make fun of me. They'd be like, uh, oh, Sam. Oh, I'm thirsty. Can I have, oh, what's this? It's clear. It's clear. It's this, uh, I'm like, oh, you, are you on a water? <laughs> water. <laughs> oh, they, they, it's water. It's water. They <laughs> beat you. They, they would beat me it. and I would fall for it because I was uh, a child. And you thought they, <laughs> <laughs> butter. That was, that was the main one. Oh, butter. Get some butter. Uh, butter. <laughs> Stupid. It's butter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love your aunt going after you. Yeah, he's going to help it. They were probably like, what room is he in? Okay, watch okay. this. What time is it? Three in the morning? Wake him up. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> he's really off his game. If you wake him, rock him awake. <laughs> Trust me, he'll say anything. And he'll hit that hard R. <laughs> Different meaning at that time. Uh <laughs> But I was also, I was also like my aunt's favorite. I, mean, I still am. <laughs> my cousins admit like I'm my aunt's favorite. Oh, really? <laughs> By far. And you were back then. I was back then. I am now. <laughs> you were absence because you weren't around. You know, you know? exactly. You know, Why like, can't you be more like Sam? You know, oh, Sam's here, Sam's here. Okay, wonderful. Uh, <laughs> Even like Julian, my cousin Julian, who wasn't there, but that's Julian's William's uh, younger brother. Okay. And Madeline. They're, <laughs> they're like, there's no, there's no even question about it. You're your mom's favorite. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> great. Time. Oh, so that must have been a, so you hadn't seen her, her or your cousins in, a, in quite a while. In quite a while. When you went back with us. Yeah. That's, I, I don't, I mean, I knew you hadn't been since like 
early high school or, or, or eighth grade or something. But exactly. It'd been since. I didn't know they liked you. <laughs> so I didn't know it was. A big, yeah, exactly. I didn't know they'd it, be excited. I thought right. I was a stranger. Right, right. right. <laughs> but turns out it was just they hadn't been. They still loved you. They still <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. That's but it great. was so great because like at night or sorry, at yeah. day we would do the segments. Right. And it was so much fun. Right. And then at night I would go and I would hang out with my cousins and it was a sip. No time had passed. You know, it was right. just like right long. Oh, but all of a sudden great. we're adults. So we can just go and drink and stuff. That's even better. You know? <laughs> Your so aunt's there. Right? Set these boys up. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would be, and I love that you didn't, you know, weren't care like, oh, who cares about the thing I'm doing during the day? I'm going out. <laughs> yeah. with my, that's that's kind of great. You know, still at that like that point mm. where I'm like, oh, I've got the bandwidth right, to do both. Right. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the Conan stuff wasn't, Exactly grueling, you know. Yeah, exactly. Was, all, except for that cooking duck. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I, for, I had forgotten. Mama Ama. Mama Brown. Mama, Mama Brown's kitchen. Yeah. And she I just remember her show started and we had to cool our jets while she did like a 20 or a half hour opening yeah. where she mentioned every product, every sponsor. <laughs> every single and, one in and, detail. Right. And I think it was like, hey, you know, can we get, no, no, I've got to mention <laughs> the, the people make my refrigerator, my stovetop, yeah. my olive oil. The specific and, bouillon cube. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. And then you and Conan got her to like, I think start mentioning more, <laughs> more things. Yeah, more products. Yeah. And she, she didn't even blink. Yeah. Whether you were, she didn't care whether you were joking or not. No, he's like, I'll say all these products again. Yeah, exactly. I get two checks that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was great. And you know, the, the, the big highlight that's not on the show um, is the last day your family had us over for, for, and they're like, Oh, come by. We come by and it's, it's a, a feast. A feast. A feast. And I, I ate everything. I, it was <laughs> yeah. a feast. Yeah. It was like roast, a whole roasted fish. And just, just a thing like they did, they did like a, a, a pig, right? Right. Put, yes. And then like duck. <laughs> yes. I took the pig with me on the Yeah. The it stunk on that, yeah, on yeah, that yeah. in that cabin, but it was <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I knew not to bring the fish on the yeah, cabin. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's, <laughs> so, that's experience traveling, international, international traveling. <laughs> so, exactly. Yes. And, you know, after that, I, I'm watching season two of Ted Lasso and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then you came on, and and you were playing a billionaire from Ghana, and I don't know. I was just was, <laughs> I was so excited. I, yeah. I was delighted by it. Yeah, I was like that. Maybe our trip helped uh, with his research for the character. It kind of did because <laughs> I, I I did meet like a kind of an Edwin Akufu when oh, I was did? there. Really? Uh, you know, I won't say his name. No, uh, but like Akufu Edwin. Aku exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but he, uh, you know, like sort of like this, like very wealthy guy who's yeah. like tossing money around and like yeah. really trying to impress people. I was like, ooh, yeah, write that. Oh, down. I love Be that. Put that in my brain. And then so like when uh, they asked me if I would come and do Ted Lasso, yeah. I was like, oh, I know exactly who this is. Oh, that's great. You know? And then you came back in season three, which was great. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was really fun to get to go back and do that. And like this time, you know, the first the, uh, season two, it's two episodes. So the first episode and first episode and a half, he's still right. pretending to be this benevolent right. sort of like, you know, I don't believe in billionaires. Right. No, nobody should be a billionaire. We shouldn't exist. Right. And, you know, I want this 
great thing for you and for this. And then, like, right. you know, he's just trying to collect toys. And then when he's right. turned down, you know, yes. like that, that, that temper tantrum. So yep. it, was, it was fun to get to come back post temper tantrum. And like right. the whole time now he's this antagonistic, yes. you know, yeah. jerk. <laughs> Which really builds up at the end. Yeah. Too, uh, yeah. 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 You get <laughs> quite, oh, but what I, I never knew that um, Sam, the character of Sam was, was based on you. Cause your friend John Kelly was one of the creators. Uh, of Joe Kelly. Joe. Joe, uh, I Joe Kelly, Joe uh, Kelly was, was co-creator of Detroiters. You right, know? right. And and uh, and Jason was an executive producer Sudeikis. on Detroiters. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. And was yeah. in Detroiters. And was in Detroiters, it's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, it's Carter Grant. Uh, yes, yeah, so great. He's great as that character. <laughs> yeah, so, it was such really a, fun. I love the way he would just stare at you guys. Just like... <laughs> Before answering, yeah, like those moments, like it would give those perfect pauses. Like, are you done? Perfect pauses, (laughs) you know. Uh, Yeah, so Joe Kelly and 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 you, he, you reached out to him and said, "Wait a minute," because I was like, I was like maybe like two or three episodes in, and I was like, "Is." So hey, hey, buddy, because you never you never want to just like assume like no. anybody named Sam has right. gotta be me. But it was like enough things. It was like he was just like affable, buoyant right. sort of guy. Right. He's he's Nigerian, but like, you know, uh, close to close to Ghanaian. Right. Does but, like splits. Does like does leg splits all the yeah, time and man, sings. The signs are there. <laughs> in every octave. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, hey, is uh hey buddy, great. The show is great. <laughs> Is Sam me? And he's right. like, oh, of course, buddy. Yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, I guess it is obvious. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So am I going to see any money from this? Yeah. Can you just- this is This is a cease and desist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a friendly phone call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, on the line is also yeah. my lawyer. This, this is the other side of my personality. You exactly. can cre- maybe use that for a different character you're going to rip me off for. Next <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Prick. <laughs> Uh, that that's great. Plus, you got to go to. I assume you went to London, right? They didn't shoot that. That'd be great if you revealed they shot the whole thing in Warner Brothers. (laughs) Just one background, all green screen. Right, right, right. We so, got to go to London. I got to see my cousins again. Oh my God! You that's, know, that's yeah, my auntie Letitia. I was at, so I, I got to 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 London. I was I was I quarantined in the hotel for like right. you know nine days or maybe two it was two weeks. It couldn't have been two weeks, but I, I don't know. It was it was long enough that the, all the days unmade themselves, and then I shot. And this pre COVID. That was just the it way, was just because that I, was the way you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't like right. people exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, people can't see now, but there's you're in a separate room, exactly, and in behind a, a glass booth <laughs> and hazmat suit. So you 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 quarantined, I quarantined, and then uh, you know I I uh, I went with my uh, my cousins took me out, and then I went to see my auntie Letitia, mm-hmm. and she, but it was a surprise. She didn't know I was in town, mm-hmm. so I so she was in the back room. I was I came in as pretending to be a, a construction worker <laughs> or the contractor, <laughs> and I'm like, oh well, can't do this, man. You've got the. the the wall's got to come out. If it can't come out, it's load bearing. And she's like, "Who is this?" So she came out and she screamed. She's like, "Sam!" Uh, oh, that's <laughs> great. And I was like, "Who is this Cockney guy?" <laughs> not a great accent, but it, not, who says butter? But with says, an American accent, says, oh, really hard R on that butter. <laughs> I know that R. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so I love that. A nice surprise. <laughs> and now you're uh, this is super exciting because you're in uh, after party. Yes. Which I loved. 
Oh, thank you. I know there was... Oh, sorry, go No, no, please. No. Oh, oh, please, more compliments. (laughs) Yeah, no, I keep them coming. No, but you know what? That was like a great ensemble cast. Really great. But I... And again, I'm very partial to you. I'm like, I'm like your aunt Letitia. It's like it's it's my Sam. No, but I'm just like, I just like you're just the star of that show. Oh, I, but you are yeah. so. But also, you know, it's such a perfect. For, I think for all your talents because each episode is from a different point of view and a different genre. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like you're so versatile in terms of. Like if 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 someone came in here right now and asked you to do, uh, you know, an interview in ten different genres, you'd be like, "Yeah, what are they?" Sure, okay. Let's do them. No, you don't have to. I don't need to see them in advance. You just do it. So yeah. I, I did you like? Did you enjoy that? I really loved it because like, yeah, the, the 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 sort of like the premise of the show being that everybody's like recalling, uh, like talking to a detective to to recall the events of a night right. of a murder, and then everybody's. Uh, uh, retelling is told through a different genre of film and like through their right. different perspective, like sort of Russian style. style. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like with that, the, the fun of sort of w- interpreting what their point of view is of how you see this character, but also like to, to, to like really dive into the tropes and the genres of right. yes, these things yes. is really like a fertile playground. Yeah, you know, yeah, you just yeah. the, like, uh, it, it's fun to get to like do an action movie or then like in, in this one, like Elizabethan drama, right. you know, right. uh, and like really you get to play pretend like all in the same time. So as opposed to like doing a whole other production that, you know, five right. months to, right. to then put this, you can put, you can uh, paint these uh, different like, you know, coats of paint on your character right, right. and then like put that aside and then do another one immediately. It's like for a person like me, who's like always wanting to do something, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a perfect right. uh, activity. Activity. Yeah. yeah like, you know? <laughs> activity playpen. Oh, well, that, mm-hmm. that makes me think of something I'm curious about. So, you know, like a lot of the scenes take place at this, you know, fantastic um, penthouse State. on the on the ocean, but also <laughs> yeah. at a high school because it's a high school reunion. Mm-hmm. Like so, the high, let's just say the high school reunion shots. Would you just be camped out at that high school and shoot all the episodes and all the different genres before leaving that location? Yes. So for the first season, uh, it was. Yeah, the high school reunion. So we, we had a, a set for the house, but then we were in the actual high school. I think we we're in Monrovia. Uh, so we would shoot all the all the episodes, right. you know, and all the all the stuff that was at the high school. We would shoot in the high school. Uh, so the, the first half of shooting was at that high school, and like you know. Oftentimes, you, you know, Chris Miller directed all the episodes at first season. Uh-huh. So you would go back and like kind of do the other genres. Right. You know? Yeah. So like the first one would be like, all right, we're doing this scene in the rom-com style. But then, right. the, then you change the lightings and then do it in action movie style. Yeah. You know, and this scene again, because it's all set up to be this right. already. Right. Uh, and then we would shoot all the house stuff together and then like the wow. exteriors stuff like the very last week did you did you ever get shell shocked like keeping it it was hard yeah, it's a lot to keep it's, track it, of. it really is and like the heart but the fun thing would be when you would do uh the stuff back to back because you could like really turn the dials because you can like remember right. exactly what you'd done before right. you know uh and it but was also fresh it's fresh you know but also chris it's so, so it's such a marvel because like he keeps it all in his head so you can ask him it's like well wait what was 
I doing here? He's like, oh, yeah, this because of this and this and this and this and this. It's like he's got all the. the he had it right there in his frontal. All load. right there in his in his head is wild. He'd been with this for like ten years. He it was he originally had written it as a movie. Oh, uh, and then they turn into a, a show because, like you know, as a movie, you probably can't serve yeah, all the yeah, characters. Yeah. You know, it becomes eight, eight episodes. Like everybody gets their point of view across very clearly. Yes. As a movie, it probably been like you know six minutes with yes. each person. Um, so for the second season, the season that comes out uh, uh, July twelfth uh, on Apple TV Plus, perfect uh, comes. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we shot it. There's there's many directors. I believe oh. five different directors okay. and 10 episodes. So, you know, um, you, we would be shooting two episodes at a time. So cross shooting, but not, you know, you wouldn't, right. you wouldn't be doing 10. You just, you'd know that you were, you were on the hook for episodes one and episode five, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Or episode two and four, right? you know? So like, it, it was great to like be able to narrow that down and like really focus. Yeah. But at the same time, you're also shooting it out of order. Right. So I'm like, we're shooting episode five, but we haven't done three yet. Uh, what did I do in three? Right, <laughs> you know? right. And they'd be like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's not I'm my job. I'm only directing two fuckface. <laughs> yeah, my face. <laughs> and shoved me really hard in the chest. I don't think I that's a good head. way to... I'm surprised I had that director. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm remembering. Back. This is a problem. I'm going to grievance. Yeah. Well, oh my. Yeah. At least the first season, one guy had it all. You know. In his, but that does sound even more and, complicated. And the scope of everything is is grown so much in the second season. You right. Know? So like, what was in the first realize, season? It's a was, wedding. Now. It's a wedding. Right. You know, and it takes place over the first off the the event takes place over the course of a weekend. But now with this one, you're meeting new characters. Right. So there's backstory right. that's being told over the course of you know some of them you know decades and yeah. like these great like depending on the genre these sort of like you know right, right, right. Long, big narrative. Right. So, uh, with the scale being bigger and like it's it's more of a challenge, but a fun challenge to kind of get to do those things. And you're the star again. (laughs) No, but seriously, yeah, I think it's it's great because it is like it's pretty. I was wondering. um, I was like, oh, are they gonna? How are they gonna bring back? A lot of these people, like that, just seems problematic. And then I, I, I. Saw the trailer and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. A lot of new people. Which yeah. Makes sense. Almost all new people, except for myself, Zoe Chow, and Tiffany. Yeah. Yes. And Zach Woods is in it. Zach who, Woods is in it. Who's uh, hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I saw him at um, a UCB once. You know, like I was there. It was just an improv show. And, you know, I, I knew him from Silicon Valley. I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I love him in Silicon Valley, but wow, was he great. I, I walked out of there like, you ever see somebody perform and you're just like, I'm their fan for life. For if anyone life. ever says anything bad, I will. I will fight them. Uh, I will fight because. Yeah. I just was like, oh, he's he's really he's great. Top tier talent. Like I, I remember, I was like, I know Zach Woods. I know I've seen him. Oh, he's very funny. But I yeah. saw him do a UCB show. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this guy's a titan. Because like it's unfair for him. It's unfair because he's. First off, he's hyper intelligent. You know, uh, he, yes, his, his reference level and like his his uh, his his verbiage, all these things yeah. are just at the you know highest level. It but then he's crazy. also bone funny. Like he can say he can. It's like you don't get to be smart and yeah. like yes. you, you know and like dumb funny. But yes, he's right. both, and it's unfair. It is very you know. <laughs> I've just turned against him. Yeah. <laughs> he, I, 
I want to get him now. I don't want to defend him. Yeah. He should be destroyed. No, I, I had the same reaction. He, I, You're right. He had all these great references but and was hilarious. It was hilarious because, like, usually, you know, an improviser, you, you know, like they sort of becomes a crutch. Like, usually, they stand still and like sort right. of spout out these yes funny things or funny references, right? But like, but then like you you, you know like you're not and it's not super organic. It's maybe. not organic. Yeah. But he's able to do that and be organic yeah. and be present. Yeah. Thing you're like, oh, how is it? Ah, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Be dumb like me. <laughs> I don't think I want to work with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's terrific. But everybody, you know, Anna Conkle is so funny mm -hmm. in this mm -hmm. show. And Paul Walter Hauser uh -huh. is uh, truly like yeah. magnificent. Uh, it, it, everyone. Oh, good. Well, yes, I I'm, I picked him out. and But I it, it, everyone looks great. And I'm excited yeah. to watch it. Yeah. I, I love the first one. I thought it was such a great idea. And I bet you... Uh, the creator, like when he switched from being a movie, I'm talking about season one, mm -hmm. from a movie to a TV show, he's probably almost like a eureka moment where- I think like so. Like the way you're saying, oh, I can really Just expand Give everything idea. its time, you yes. know? Like like yes. fully realize these stories and like really right. give these characters each their perspective. Right. And then so, let, so let's, the audience also sit with this character and like really mm -hmm. invest themselves in them. Right. Which is great for a murder mystery because now, it, it, you know, everybody's a suspect, but then right. like if you empathize with them, right. you don't want anybody to be the one who did it, but then you know somebody had to. Have, right, right, right. You know? Which is great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, thank you for appearing. This is great. Yes. It's really great to see you again. Oh, it's been and so much fun. It's fun so wonderful to up. see you. Okay. Yeah, truly. Thanks. Thanks again to Sam Richardson for joining us. And don't forget, season two of the hilarious The After Party is premiering July 12th on Apple TV+. Plus. So be sure to seriously check it out. Yeah. I Honestly, I usually don't listen to you when you tell me to right. watch things. But I, uh, this one I am going to watch. I, I never tell you. <laughs> Just kidding. You give good, you I give want good you to advice. Go, I do. Go home and watch all your accordion videos. <laughs> and that's an order. And now we also have another special treat for you because in lieu of a listener question, we sat down with our script supervisor, longtime Conan script supervisor, John Croteau. So here's John. Well, hey, thanks for coming to our podcast, John Croteau. Hi, John. <laughs> I'm a fan of Inside Conan. Wait, really? Oh. I'm a listener. You listen? Yeah, haven't missed <gasps> one. Can, can we do medical experiments on you and <laughs> find out what's going on? John, um, we want to tell the listeners what your role was at the show. You were at the show for a long time. Yes. And John, you went to, I mean, you were always on the road with the show. Um, you really were an indispensable part of the show. Did you, first of all, were you ever sick? I mean, did you ever call in sick? I don't even know what we would have done if you had. No, I never missed a day. You never missed a day. Um, mm. Not once. I had, um, um, what do you call it when you get bit by a tick? Lyme disease. Lyme disease. I had Lyme disease. What? And, um, <laughs> oh, no. and I had 104 fever. And I was just sitting in the control room with the, my sweatshirt pulled over my head. And I was, oh, that was so miserable. Where, oh where, when was it? where was this? In <laughs> that was it, late night in New York. Um, <gasps> oh, wow. I, I'd gone tubing that weekend. Um, <sighs> my, yeah. Well, wow. you, Wow. And you you were there, now you're speaking at late night, you were there for a lot of the clutch cargos. 
which yes. those were uh, the moving, you know, the live lips on a kind of a, a static photo of a celebrity. And we would gang write, usually start gang writing those the night before and then revise it in the morning and then rehearse it. And then there'd be usually a lot of changes. And that, don't you think that, I mean, that's the latest we'd ever start was because of the rewrites for those. No, no, no. No? Not the latest you'd ever start. You've mentioned it before. Jeff and Conan started at the moment the show started, regardless of anything else that was happening. Right. Like it, but one time, sometimes they they'd push it like they'd be like, oh, they they well, you know what? For a while there, they'd give like, okay, we'll give you five minutes or something. But then you're right. Then it was like, you know what? We're starting on time, regardless. I remember the first time that it happened, where um, I was reading over cue cards, and uh, and Jeff Ross said, "Are you going to be ready?" And I said, "No." And he said, "Well, tough." <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I thought he was looking for information to make a decision. Yeah. I was like, no, right. he was just letting you know, like, well, you're not. He was he just making an idle conversation. He was just making idle chit chat. Because the show would start, the band would be playing, yeah. and Robert would be handwriting changes right. to those cargos. Yeah. And and you'd think like, okay, I have seven minutes. Right. To, the show is going and I've got seven minutes to get this out to the director. And right, because he's probably thinking, oh, I up. just have to finish this before the show starts. But then you still have all these things to do once he's done. Right. Yeah. And the show the show had started. Conan was doing his monologue. Oh and my God. I remember a few times. <laughs> Absolutely. And he'd be doing the changes right on the co- the, the with the other cue card guy. Mm-hmm. That, wow. Those were my favorite times when things were still being worked on while Conan was doing the monologue. A lot of times it would be editing of a pre-tape bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just be glaring at Steve, the stage manager, because he has to give me the thumbs up when the tape was up from editing mm-hmm. the machine. And yes. a lot of times, like Conan would be doing his last joke in the monologue. And I'd be like, oh, I still haven't gotten the thumbs up. And then it would be like, while Conan was walking over from the oh, monologue to no. the desk, <gasps> th- thumbs up. It always came through though. Always, uh. always... Always done. But you know, Sweeney, I, I've been called a Sweeney apologist. And, um, <laughs> I really... all, all my detractors. <laughs> that sounds like an exhausting full-time job. <laughs> and I loved it. And um, But I did learn from you. You even said recently, a couple years ago, when we were screening one of the, the Conan Without Borders, and... Um, and there was about two minutes left and people were all mad at you. Why isn't this ready to air? You know, we're going to screen it. And you said, well, if I was given this amount of time, wouldn't I take all of the time given? And so where I've worked subsequently, people are so irritated with me because they're like, well, why isn't it done yet? And I'm like, we're still, there's always time to work on it. Yeah. I, I like. Do you or, want a worse yeah. product? Yeah, exactly. I feel like you're just describing a procrastinator. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, yeah. it was I I was always impressed, John. I mean, you had the difficult job of managing keeping track of the changes and you had a lot of people, I mean, especially with the writers, like sometimes we would go off and make changes on a different version of the script and and so and you had to always keep track of what was the most recent and correct change. I mean, did you have issues with like writers just sending you something kind of going rogue or or going around you or did people kind of eventually figure out 
the system. No, no one ever changed. Like I, (laughs) I respected every one of you and each one of you getting to know your personalities were different where that was part of the job was, I won't name names, but if someone in the morning said, all right, I'm definitely going to do this. And you'd think, they're, they're not going to do that. Like, I don't have to spend <laughs> energy prepping for that because it's because I know them and they're going to do this other thing. Or <laughs> someone who, it, it, I think that was part of it was, um, and and I wouldn't notice that was happening until we had, uh, we'd have great interns come in and work with the script department every semester. And they would hear someone say, this is happening. And they'd say, why aren't we doing that? And I'm like, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> And that was, I think that was part of it was knowing the rhythm of each, of each person, Mm -hmm. which I liked. I liked working with you all very much. Yeah. Well, but, and you were, you just had a steel trap mind. Like you, I can't, there were so many times, like a lot of times there'd be so many changes and, you know, I'd be going through it and I'd forget some of the change and you'd be like, you know, that that's now going to be blue and da, da, da. And, and you just would save the day again and again and again. And I, uh, I was always so, I, I had an altar made to you because you know <laughs> you saved the show so many times and I, I, you were always like a big hero. And, and you know, I, I would always sing your praises, but still it's kind of like, it's, it's a job it's kind of hard to point to like you would prevent things from from <laughs> blowing up. You'd prevent disasters that you were like a safety uh, officer. It is just amazing. Yeah. And I just always relied on you to interpret Conan's notes too, because we'd be in rehearsal and Conan often would give notes very quickly or there were kind of, we'd go back and forth on something and you'd leave and be like, wait, where did we land on that? I don't know what he wanted. And I feel like John always knew like yes. he had, he was the Conan whisperer and he was like, yes. no, 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 he, this was the one he wanted. <laughs> no, John was great at knowing, well, no, that was, we, we were going to do that, but then we switched over to this, but then actually we ended up at, you know, point E and that's where we're at. It, it's point E and yes. And, and you had great authority. Uh, I think it's easier when you don't have skin in the game because mm-hmm. everyone listens to the feedback based on, oh, that's. Why did he want to cut that joke? That was my favorite. That's interesting. Or, you know, right. he's going in a direction that I didn't initially, but right. so it's the, easier for me to just hear it I, flat. You you were the one objective person out there on the floor. <laughs> You're true. right. And all the writers are like, yes, like maybe they were half listening because early on in the conversation, like something they loved just got cut. And so their brain is burning. It. Like, God damn it. They're, they're distracted a bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting observation you were just yeah totally uh nonplussed by all of it and um at the end of largo that last show Mm -hmm. conan kicked everyone out of his dressing room and he said everyone's got an angle you know everyone wants me to say this or do that i'm just going to talk to you about what i want to say Oh, so this is right before the show. Oh, the very last show, yeah. Right before the very last show, he kicked like all all the writers, producers, and it was just you and Conan in his dressing room. Uh, Yeah, so go ahead. And just what you're saying, like I don't think I had a an angle or an agenda, and he just wanted to talk it out. And that's great. And 
and have me record it and sort of so and it was a great moment. It was a nice yeah. uh, way to catch That's off. really nice but, way to end. And that was such everything. a memorable speech he gave too. Yeah. His retirement speech. Ha ha. Right. Hello. Ha ha. And so you you made bullet point and also you like towards the last few years uh, at TBS all these crazy, you know, disasters or people dying or, or just some sort of calamity where Conan would have to kind of address it at the top of the show. And I, I think you'd often work with them on that as well, right? Just like working on the bullet points. and. Well, I kept, I, I didn't do much more than just facilitate what he was doing. Right. But, um, but I had a folder of tragedy <laughs> addresses that he had done. Yeah. And, you know, you'd kind of you sort of the rhythm of what's been done in the past. And then he, the most recent time, I can't remember what it was. That was what he said. He came out and he said, you know what dawned on me today? I met with the person who gives me my tragedy folder of things that I've said. Can you believe that that's the state that we're in? Mm -hmm. in oh, wow. Is that, it was probably just, after another mass common. shooting. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, and I, so that was the telling part. It was crazy the last 10 years of the show that how many times it was like we, you either don't do a, sh it, things were so bad, something so massive had happened that it's, you either, you just have to dress it up top. And even that's hard because then you have to be like a five minute talk and then we'll be right back. And now here's our sketch yes. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'd usually just, I think, throw it a commercial and then mm -hmm. come back and try to wipe the slate clean a little bit. But we did, we did shows in Texas uh -huh. on the road. And I think one of the new characters were two squirt guns or it was some ridiculous, silly thing that had nothing to do with violence. Right. Was it the gay guns? <laughs> that, was that not the bit that aired? Probably not. I, I don't remember. <laughs> there was a mass shooting in Texas minutes after, not near us, but minutes after uh, we fin finished taping. So we had to do a pickup in the theater and cut that part out of the show. Um, it was, yeah, that's, it affected a lot of things often. Yeah. We learned our lesson. No more gun humor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That week. <laughs> that week. <laughs> no, I like if you look at late night, there were so many comedy bits involving guns. And then, yes. Well, that was always our joke. If we didn't know how to end well, the sketch, yeah. it was like, oh, we'll pull out a gun and pull shoot. Pull out a gun, shoot, kill shoot the character, somebody. get a SWAT yes. team in there, throw it a commercial. Um, yeah, so the, I, I, I loved that job. I loved working with you all. But in terms of outside Conan, I went on the tour. Right. right. Uh, after, uh, the after, the so after the Tonight Show uh, abruptly ended, Conan went on a live tour. and the you, legally prohibited from being on television tour. Right. So from you went on that funny tour. on television. Oh, from right. being funny. Excuse me. <laughs> See how precise he is? Exactly. Language matters. Has to be the right words. Yes, go ahead. And, uh, and there's so many. It, it's What a wild experience. You go into television and you work in late night and then you're living on a bus. It's right. something you never <laughs> expect. And um, I've been watching Hacks, which was written by right. uh, a former, co-created and co-written by a former uh, late night intern, Jen Statsky. Oh, 
Oh, I, she was I an internet lady? That. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so and in this season, uh, the characters are going on a, a comedy tour. And so it's been helping bring back all these memories. But being on the bus was a very cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Reggie Watts, who of course went on to be the band leader at, at Corden, right. was on the buses with us. And um, I was on there with, with Blay and... Um, yeah, what was the atmosphere? Was it a party atmosphere where people just tired all the time? Was it like, I don't want to talk to anybody because we're here together all day, every day? <laughs> it got dark after a while. I mean, you really, <laughs> it's 24 hours a day yeah. and it messes with your cycle. Like um, you, the show would be done and then everything would load up. It'd be 1.30 in the morning and dark and you'd go and sleep in a little coffin sized right. bed bunk. And then, but you were actually sleeping on the bus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, live, wow. Lived on the bus. And so it would be driving from city to city. Like you do a show, get in the bus, drive climb the up in, into your little coffin bed, pull the curtain shut, and wake up in the next town. That's a hard pass for me. Oh, Absolutely really? Absolutely not. Yeah. No, I, I not love doing that with coworkers. Oh, I. <laughs> I think I'm ready for the afterlife because I enjoyed the little coffin beds. I thought they were kind of cozy. <laughs> the worst part of your rhythm would be sometimes you'd wake up four floors underground in a dark parking uh, deck of a casino. And so <laughs> you had gone to bed at night, you pull the little curtain over and it's still pitch black. It's You're in a totally another city. You don't know what time it is. That was always the most disorienting thing. And so it was it was taxing in that way. But then it's morning and then you just now have to work for the day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then God. do it all over again. <laughs> um, but the casinos, this, I learned this, um, I love this part with traveling with Conan. And I'm sure Sweeney, you know more about this, that the casinos want the name there, mm-hmm. but they don't, want, they don't want people at the casino to go watch the show because right. they're not losing money right. at that time. Right. And so I remember the first uh, casino show we had, there was, Conan had one at like 9.30 and then one at midnight and the casino owner was saying, okay, what's the show going to be? And he said, well, it's about an hour and a half. And he was like, it's going to be 40 minutes. Uh-huh. And, I, and Conan said, well, I mean, these people paid, they want to come. Right. And he was like, no, you're not going over 40 minutes. Like, get them in, get them out. Right. I don't want people in here watching your stupid show. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I, that's hilarious. I don't remember cutting stuff from the casino shows, but we must have. You would know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because, and, and Conan did too. Yeah. And it would just, uh, the midnight show would be weird people uh, strolling oh, in. Oh, I can't imagine. There's trying to wrap their head around a masturbating bear. Right. No, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing worse than uh, casino crowds because they're all, a lot of them are comped. They, they're given the f- tickets for free. To, they're absolutely to get- wasted. They're wasted. A lot of them are... So most of them weren't like... They're not there to see Conan. They're just like, oh, free show with the masturbating bear. I'll check it out. <laughs> so they just come in and everyone had a quizzical <laughs> quizzical look on their face. I mean, obviously, have to, there'd be a lot of fans in there, but it was different from every... Every other venue was a theater and it was packed with rabid Conan fans except for the casinos. And it was very sobering. I think it was like, let's... I, I think he was probably happy to only do 40 minutes, you know, in hindsight. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
talking about the rabid fans, these big theaters, they're packed. And of course, Robert Smigel has come up a lot on this uh, podcast. Right. And he's the, the voice and puppeteer of Triumph, the insult comic dog. And um, before the tour, Aaron Blayart went to Robert's hotel room and they filmed a thing where, uh, where Triumph would say, hello, welcome to, you know, I'm happy to be in right. blank. And then he'd insert it, you know, Jersey City. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys sure eat a lot of pizza or right. whatever. Or whatever the local dishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we had to do those every day for every town. I, I, I remember it was like, ah, you know what? This show's written. This is going on tour is going to be a snap. And then it was like we wrote <laughs> all local commercials for every town. Like making kind of, we'd find out like kind of the... Quirky landmark. Quirky mm-hmm. landmarks that everyone in that town knew about. And we'd write an ad for it and Andy would read it. And But so we were banging out new stuff almost every day. Plus Triumph would have new lines for every town we're in. So that those two things, I, I feel like kept you really busy probably, right? There were, you couldn't just yeah. relax on that tour. No, it was, no there was no relaxing. No. It was loading in and I mean that was cool to get to see the inside of these arenas and theaters Mm -hmm. you'd show up and there'd be a basketball court on the floor and you'd watch them take the court up and put the stage down Mm -hmm. and yeah that's so weird or like hockey ice yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and the tour manager Gus he manages the tour for the Foo Fighters uh, principally and um there's there's lore that he is the person that put the green M&Ms in the tour rider, which is often cited as rock stars being greedy and vain. Yeah. But his point is that it's a 50-page document with lots of safety issues in it. Right. Like, what do we do when it rains and, and you're outside with a mic in the water, all these things. And so he says, if you show up and they didn't, do the simple stuff like the green M&Ms, then they didn't read Oh, the that's kind of a test. Like you have to yeah. worry about the trussing and the, the safety thing. Right. Right. Oh. It, was all, it was all a ruse. Well, that seems reasonable. It's very reasonable. <laughs> and it's the, the wire is fascinating. If you go to smokinggun.com, you can see, I don't know if that website's still around. Yeah. You can Google one of the riders and uh, is Google still around? You can do an internet search <laughs> of one of the riders and... Um, it's it's fascinating. I didn't know before going on tour, you really don't have a life and you don't have any opportunity to shop or anything like right. that. It's mm-hmm. it's every single day. And so um it, it would say every if your town is hosting the Wednesday show, then you have to provide 14 pairs of socks. And if it's the Thursday show, you have to provide 10 new DVDs for them to watch on the bus. And uh, we've already seen these DVDs. Oh. And, if it's, and it seems silly, but then once you're in it, once you're doing it, you're like, I don't have a chance to go out and, and mm-hmm. buy socks. And I've seen every piece of entertainment there is. And and if you're Foo Fighters and you're doing it for 18 months in a row, I mean, it, right. you Saturday is the new Valtrex supply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was one fun experience on the bus. Yeah. That it took us a few days to figure out where there was a clipboard with just lines on it. And it took us days until one of the the roadies told us what it was. You could write anything on the board, on this clipboard. And when you got back on the bus at the end of the show, like one in the morning, 
whatever you wrote on there would be on the bus. Oh. <laughs> and, and we were like, this, oh, this wow. seems like oh. a trick. And so yeah. um, the first day we started with red vines. That was uh, <laughs> yeah. Scott, the, the costume and wardrobe was like, oh, let's, let's just try it. And then there were red vines. And Step then, in uh, gingerly with red vines. Yeah. A couple of days later, my belt broke and I put that in. And then by the end, it was like, I don't know, we want Patron, uh, right. 10 bags of ice. <laughs> <laughs> we want our was, own individual buses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> inside the bus. And, and no one ever said no, it just showed up. Yes, it never, it was oh never God. questioned. Because it, I love that. You realize you've given your life over to this. You know, at first it was like, well, I don't want to be greedy or something. You're like, no, I, I deserve no, this. Like, I genuinely yeah. do need yeah. toothpaste. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where's the fucking Patron? It's breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, thank you so much for all of your great stories and for coming so prepared. Yes. Thank you. I had a great time. It's, it's nice to be on. And um, it's really nice ever to since see I was you. invited, it's been fun to have all these memories and want to share them. Oh, and, I, and you know what? I want to give a shout out to your new job. Which yeah, I know. Sounds re- it seems like a, a really cool job. You're producing the Howard Stern uh, wrap-up show. Yeah, that's right. The, um, the Conan show wrapped up and um, a position came over on the Howard Stern channels. And I was excited to do that. I was always a fan of Howard when I lived on the East Coast. And um, the day I signed my paperwork and started at SiriusXM was the same exact day that Team Coco announced their um, acquisition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they were the becoming merger. part of the SXM family. Yeah. Wow. So you were like, I can't shake these guys. <laughs> I can't. They're I on can't. my tail. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's been great. I've had such fun experiences. Uh, I was working in in the New York offices, and the Team Coco group was there. And Ruthie, who people know from the travel shows, mm-hmm. came running into my office, and she said, "You know, I just don't understand. We are doing this on a Tuesday, and if we're going to fly us out on a Wednesday." And then she took a beat and looked at me and said, "I totally forgot we don't work together anymore. I'm sorry." <laughs> And turned around and walked away. There was just these relationships for years and years and years that just uh, that's that, great that continue. It's great. Yeah. Well, that's it was, so cool. It was fun to see you in your corner office in the Syria Time Ooh. Life Building. Well, it helped me because uh, last month Conan came in mm-hmm. again. Y'all weren't there, and um, and he came into my office and he said, "I want to show you a trailer that hasn't been released oh, yet." Cool. Yeah. And when Conan comes into your office at SiriusXM, it gives you... I, I got a little bit of uh, cred for a day or two around there. It was nice. Oh, oh that's excellent. great. <laughs> oh, he showed you the trailer for the, the Mac for show. For the travel show, yeah. I thought it was for the, this this movie he did a part in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which trailer? Right, right, right. Don't worry. It was the wrong edit. It was still... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you had notes. Right. Well, thank you so much, John. It's great to Thanks, see you. Thanks, John. Thanks again to Sam and John for joining us. A two-header today. We know that, uh, I guess it's a double-header. We know there wasn't a listener question. I'm sorry. But if you do have one, we'd love to hear it. So give us a call at 323-209-1079. Or you can email us at insideconanpod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, and we hope you do, that's why we're doing this, 
Uh, you can support us by rating Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast on iTunes and leaving us a review. Mm-hmm. And what else am I forgetting? I think it's time to review your emotions. That's right. I give it five stars and a we love you. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Mm-hmm. Our producer is Lisa Burr. Team Coco's executive producers are Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and Nick Liao. Engineered and mixed by Joanna Samuel. Our talent bookers are Gina Batista and Paula Davis with assistance from Maddie Ogden. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan or an enemy (laughs) on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Put on your hat, it's the Conan Show. Try on some spats, you're gonna have a laugh. Give birth to a calf, it's Conan! This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.